Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. This week, we're going to change gears a little bit. We're focusing on movement and specifically the benefits of yoga. Personally, I know yoga is very powerful as I have moved in and out of yoga practices for about 15 years. I first heard of yoga way back in the day through Madonna when she was first on the Rosie O'Donnell show and she was totally fit and talking about power yoga. And so that was kind of the big place that I heard about yoga for fitness. But now we're learning that yoga can be so much more. It can provide us emotional and mental support as well as support for our physical self. So I want to learn more. And also, I'm interested in things like how much is the right amount of yoga and how to establish that best practice for your goals. I'm excited to welcome this week Laura Bauman, a yoga instructor and founder of laurabaumanyoga.com to the podcast to dive into all of my yoga questions. So welcome Laura to the podcast. I'm so happy to connect with you today. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Wonderful. So why don't we just start right in with you providing your background and how you got interested in yoga and how long you've been teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a certified yoga and meditation teacher and it started when I was in my teens. I was in a ballet school and very serious about dancing and um That's where I discovered a lot of different things, also Pilates and uh, yoga. And also my grandmother gave me a little yoga book with gentle stretches and some breathing exercises that I really, really liked. And I was actually doing yoga more for the wrong reasons, to lose weight and to become more flexible and all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, the, the combination of breathing with stretching was very helpful in a whole new way of moving for me and um, so it felt really good and a lot more other benefits um, came out of that and so I've been having a daily yoga practice um, kind of on and off ever since Um, so when I was in my teens I uh, began to study theater I was going through a lot of anxiety and stress and I also had a lot of eating issues um, that I thought had started in ballet school, but it was really, it really had more to do with my anxiety and just feeling like I had no control over anything. And, um, and yoga was a big part that really helped me have structure, have a daily structure um, with my morning practice. Just in the morning, I would just uh, do yoga, stretch, and um, yeah, eventually I, I got over that. It really helped me a lot in in healing from that and so then I moved up I'm from the Netherlands I moved mm-hmm. um, to California my husband is from uh, actually from, from Florida but we met in California we lived there we got married and um, and with that move also I felt also anxiety and yoga was once again like during my workout routine I would do my yoga routine and uh, it was like my best friend. So in different stages in life, like later when I became pregnant, I did yoga. So it's been always with me. And um, and then in 2011, I started teaching yoga. It was more a part-time 
type of thing. I had my full-time job, and that was uh, my my secret passion, I guess. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so um, when I started teaching it, it was it was so nice to see all these benefits and other benefits as well with my students. And um, now in 2021, I'm I'm now I'm really like this is my full-time thing. <laughs> so that's a little bit my my story. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. I love the Netherlands. I got to visit uh, about two years ago and, and it was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. How did you then learn your practice? Like, is there somebody specific that you worked with or, um, you know, a specific school you went to? And then how did you then kind of develop that practice to then be able to teach it? Yeah, um, I learned from a lot of different teachers. I went uh, both in person and online. At the time, um, I took yoga class. I I did it with books, basically, just reading books and, uh, you know, having the book with the poses explained. Um, I would do it that way. And um, the local gym had uh, yoga classes as well, and I had my student discount, so I would always go. And back then, this was like late 90s, early 2000s, it wasn't all very like how it is now. You have a lot of different styles and um, mm-hmm. yoga is a lot more accessible now as well. So it was a different experience. But um, luckily, I was also able to do to find yoga on YouTube and do uh, do online yoga classes or or take local uh, workshops with a teacher that I have in the Netherlands as well. So from a lot of different teachers and eventually I um, I got my my yoga teacher training with Brett Larkin and this is all online and it was Mm -hmm. a really amazing amazing experience and really um, yeah great quality yeah I've done some of her classes they're they're quite good yeah oh that's great that you know yeah no that sounds great and so then from there you kind of had your teaching and and just kind of kept going yeah, and I continue to take classes and trainings. It's, I'm, I'm first a student, always a student first. I just, you know, love to nerd out and learn new things or different things from different teachers. And yes, and then in 2011, I was, um, I was teaching in Belgium, actually, just at a local gym. Um, my husband saw that the lo- the our local gym had a sign they were looking for a yoga teacher <laughs> and he mm-hmm. told uh, he told the manager that I taught yoga and that's how I got my first job <laughs> oh amazing so is there somebody in particular like I know you mentioned um, a whole bunch of different trainings but is there somebody that's kind of inspired you to get more involved in yoga or someone that you would say inspires your practice or throughout your journey well, yeah, for sure, Brett Larkin. I think she, her approach is, is just so amazing, so beautiful. And um, I, I had this fear of, like, when you go do a yoga teacher training, you have to be able to do a headstand or mm-hmm. a handstand. And I can't do that, and I don't feel like I should. Like, it, it's going to hurt my neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to injure myself, and that's not the yoga that I want to practice. And um, and her yoga is very accessible and it's very about, you know, real yoga for real people. And not everybody can do this pose or that pose or how do you make it work for them? And how do you use props or how do you use, 
how do you make it your own? How do you use different options? And that continues to really inspire me right now, still every day. Yeah, I think that's a big thing with people in terms of wanting to get into yoga, but that fear of like, well, I'm not a gymnast. I'm not somebody that's going to be doing handstands and headstands and different things like that. I think you're right. There is really, there can be a barrier for people in terms of trying yoga even because yeah. they're not feeling like they're, you know, a, a gymnast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. And- yeah, totally. And um, when I first started practicing or when I first started taking yoga classes, it was much more like a, a different approach to it. Like not really a one size fits all, but we just kind of had to or maybe that was me too, my own mindset, my ballet background. It was, you know, no pain, no gain. Like you push yourself mm. into the pose, you know, you just get there and, no, you know, it doesn't matter if it hurts or not. And that's not, and nowadays it's a lot more gentle and, um, yeah, a lot more accessible and, uh, yeah. It, yeah, you're works. right. There's a lot less... Um competition I find like it's moved from you know who can do the pose the best I I know I used to look around the classes and kind of be like oh I'm not as good as her or like right and that comparison piece and and you're right I'm seeing that shift as well yeah so many of us struggle with mental health at some point in our lives I mean I've struggled with anxiety I know depression is another very common mental health issue And I know you kind of mentioned anxiety and stress were and eating as well were things that you were struggling with, but how can yoga specifically help? Like in, how does it actually help us in that way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Yoga is a, is a body mind practice. And what it really comes down to is awareness, being aware of yourself, your body, your thoughts. And, um, and what I, what I've learned a lot is what you learn on a mat. So you become aware of your breath. Where's your breath? You connect breath with movement. Um, are you getting on the mat and are you right away judging yourself? Like, I can't do this. Or are you thinking about what's for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, everything that happens on a mat is a metaphor for life off your yoga mat. How do you deal with a challenging plank pose or a chair pose? You know, your legs are shaking and are you breathing? And that's really a metaphor um, for when you're dealing with challenges in daily life at work or driving your car. When you're in a stressful situation, are you breathing? Are your shoulders tensed up? And um, so the yoga practice, for how I see it, is what I practice every day in the morning helps me warm up. Um, for daily life, for the daily challenges. And it helps me to remind, to always come back to my breath. My breath, The breath is a great tool to um, slow down your nervous system, to calm yourself down. And um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a practice. It's not perfect. <laughs> there are good days, there are bad days, on the mat, off the mat, and, but you keep practicing. Yeah. And so you've mentioned a morning practice. Um, So is that the best time? Do you find like, is there a specific time of day or does that vary? Um, And then, you know, location wise, or is there a a better location compared to another or, um, you know, just logistically and how do you make sure you fit it in, I guess? Yeah. 
at the moment I work uh, with moms, so <laughs> so it's you know it, it. My biggest thing is to be kind to yourself. Do what you can, where you can, when you can. For me personally, I function the best early in the morning. I wake up really early, and I like to do my morning practice when everybody's asleep. I feel I have a lot more energy, a lot more focus. And um, once my day starts, it, it just gets away. Like if I skip mm-hmm. it, I know it's just not going to happen. But there are people who are, you know, who just do better with an evening stretch or a nice evening meditation. And if that's for you, then great. And, and that's the thing with yoga. It's, it's a tool to become aware of yourself, know where um, what works for you. And I used to be much more <laughs> my boot camp uh, mentality I guess like do your morning practice but mm-hmm. you know if, if you're a new mom that's just not realistic and that's okay you don't have to beat yourself up about it it's a temporary you know it's temporary that your baby is little and you know your sleep is out of whack and it's just not feasible and that's that's fine then find if you can find another like find one minute to do a gentle stretch for your shoulders or something and it doesn't have to be a full-blown pla- practice as well mm. That's interesting. How long do you usually do? Or does that vary? Like is one morning, you know, 10 minutes and another morning, half an hour or? Pretty much. Yeah. It used to be, I used to be, before I became a mom, it was very like, I would do an hour or an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, sometimes I still try to aim for that. And sometimes it just doesn't happen in 10 minutes or even five minutes in a child's pose is what I need. And that, that works as well. And and in my own journey, I learned to not beat myself up about it. I used to feel guilty if I didn't do my practice or my workout. And um, and that just defeats the purpose. And so is it best in that case, like, to be doing it daily? And then no matter what that looks like, if it's a minute or, you know, an hour and a half? Or, you know, is there a certain number of times a week we should be taking yoga? Yeah, I mean, I I would like to take the should out just to keep, you know, especially if Mm -hmm. you're dealing with anxiety and depression or certain lifestyle or there's a lot going on at the moment in the world. So whatever you can do, great, you know, just celebrate that. And if it's um, what what I like to do, if if I can't make it to the mat in the morning, I try to do at least something. I'll um, I'll stand up in the kitchen. I'll stand up tall and just stretch my arms overhead and take a deep breath. Or um, I walk my dog every day. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a good moment. Like even even if it's a walk outside. Like sometimes I think yoga doesn't have to be even yoga. It can be something else that's very nurturing and a form of self care for you. So. I've done yoga in the playground, <laughs> some stretches mm-hmm. or <laughs> while my daughter was in the swing, you know, and um, yeah, I just kind of get creative with it. And I like to help people find moments where you can just fit it in to your schedule if it's just not if you don't have the time to do it in the morning or at night. That makes sense. And I think you're right. That flexibility is very helpful and it makes you much more kind to yourself about it for sure. <laughs> yeah. So are there certain poses that you found that are particularly good for anxiety or depression or other ones that maybe are helpful for sleep? I know that's kind of something people struggle with as well. Yeah. Uh, there are 
quite a lot that I really like at the moment. Uh, a really good one is always child's pose. Mm-hmm. You can you can even do it in bed. Just hug your pillow, you know, just yeah, like hugging your pillow and with your forehead down towards your mattress. Okay. Either resting on your mattress or on your pillow, or, or you can go sideways resting on one cheek. But it's a very calming and grounding pose and just breathing and noticing where your body is connecting with the surface that you're on. It helps to slow down your nervous system. Um, It helps to relax your body and open your your back, stretch your shoulders, your uh, chest. So that's a very nourishing one. And you can prop yourself up however you want to. You can do it without a prop. You can do it on a yoga mat. a really nice one uh, when you have that, uh, yeah, like in the afternoon sometimes, I don't know, I get it after coffee where I feel a little bit of a dip in my energy and mm-hmm. I feel more susceptible to negative thoughts and just not feeling productive or not really in the right mindset. And then I like to lie down on my bed with my legs up and my heels against the wall. It's legs up the wall pose. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, and um, you can put something like a pillow or rolled up blanket under your sacrum, under your lower back, if it's uncomfortable. So you just make sure that you're as comfortable as possible. Your bum doesn't have to be touching the wall, can be away from the wall. So just kind of, you kind of have to move around and scoot around a little bit and adjust yourself. But having your legs up, it's a beautiful mild inversion and mm-hmm. has the same benefit, benefits as, you know, being upside down without all that effort. It's very nourishing and it slows down your, your um, nervous system as well and it helps your blood circulation. It's very, uh, when you feel tired, it, it, it's just a nice, refreshing pose. Yeah, it's, no, that sounds like a good one too. Mm-hmm. And breathing-wise... Um, I love to extend the exhales when you're exhaling that's when your body softens and relaxes and so there's a breathing exercise where you inhale for a count of two and then you exhale for a count of four so basically you're you're um, doubling up (laughs) the exhale Mm -hmm. and lengthening the exhale is like you're giving your body a signal that it's safe it's okay to calm down and um and maybe it doesn't, if you're really in high stress mode, maybe it doesn't work right away. But every time you practice, each breath does help. No, that sounds like a good one as well. Mm-hmm. And that you can pretty much do anywhere, right? Just kind of do the breathing yeah. piece. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Like you can do it when you're in line at the supermarket or mm-hmm. I like to do it when um, sometimes when I have to go somewhere my car and I, it's a new area and I, it gives me a little bit of anxiety or something and I just take one minute sitting in a car just you know just doing a few rounds of that breathing exercise and it just helps me feel a lot more calmer and clearer in my head no that sounds great anything I guess specifically for sleep um I know with that would child's pose be helpful there as well yeah child's pose yes <laughs> It's, uh, I can actually, yeah, I, I think I fell, I've fallen asleep <laughs> a couple of times. So yeah, child's pose is really good. Um, what I really, really love for sleep, it's called yoga nidra. I don't know if you're uh, familiar mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, so it's more like a, a guided meditation. 
and um, you're lying down on your back. I mean, you can do it in a seated position as well, but preferably lying down on your back. And um, and this is usually a guided meditation, but you can do this yourself. You can just go from your feet, working all the way up to the top of your head, consciously relaxing every part of your body. So you start with your big toe, so you really feel and, and experience your big toe, and then you move to your second toe. So you do your whole body like that, and it's a really nice way to... Um, if, you're, if your body's tense, even sometimes just being aware of that body parts can help release tension. And, uh, and that's yoga nidra means, nidra means sleep, yogic sleep. So you're, you will go into a very uh, relaxed state that is that state right before you fall asleep. And uh, the trick is to not fall asleep. <laughs> a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of students, in, my, myself included, and sometimes I use it to fall asleep, and which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really, really nice one for a good sleep. No, that, that sounds one, good. Yeah, that one helped me a lot when I was um, dealing with a lot of work stress. Uh, right before I got pregnant, um, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and insomnia, or I couldn't sleep at night, and that just helped me through everything. Yeah, it's like a perfect wind down. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. So do you find, and I think, I don't know if this is kind of a misconception on my part, but I always feel like, you know, I'd love yoga to be like my one exercise. And I don't know if it is best kind of done as you're suggesting, maybe like a practice where that's kind of what you do every day, or is it better in sort of a combination with maybe like running and weightlifting and, and then yoga as well? How do you find it, it works best? Yeah, that's a really good question. I agree. I think it it goes well together with running or your other preferred form of exercise or cardio, where you sweat, Mm -hmm. where your heart rate goes up. You can do power yoga as well um, and then combine it with yin yoga or more restorative yoga. Um, That's definitely, yeah, I I, I think... uh, Some people would like to have it as, as just one practice. I think it's good to have something else as physical exercise as well. Mm-hmm. Even just like walking probably would be good. Yeah. Yeah. A walk is actually, I, a friend of mine, she's a health coach. She said that actually walking is better than running for your joints and it has the same effect. So yeah. Walking. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or swimming. And so, oh yeah. Swimming. Yeah. Would be mm-hmm. great. Biking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another good one. Easier on your joints. You're right. Um, so what modes of yoga, like you've kind of mentioned when you first started, there was less variety. Now they're kind of getting into more and more. Is there specific ones that you either love to practice or teach the best? Mm -hmm. I, I love vinyasa yoga for it's more dynamic, more energizing, um, also strengthening and uh, and yin yoga is, is those are deep stretches that you hold for a longer time. Um, those are my uh, favorite ones that I practice and that I teach. And then the vinyasa yoga is it's, it's a combination sometimes depending on the students, but you can also call it hatha flow. Hatha yoga mm, is, okay. is the umbrella of all the yoga, but it's more of a slower style, um, but not quite like yin yoga. So 
it's more like a slow yoga flow, which is really nice too. And it can be really strengthening, <laughs> quite a workout too, but it's a little bit slower than uh, vinyasa. So those are the styles that I love. Um, personally, I also really love uh, Kundalini yoga for the transformational um, benefits. And it's a lot more with your working with your breath. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm it's very challenging. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had never tried it. And then um, I did some online and it, it was much more difficult than I was expecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I know you're doing a lot of work online right now, like through your website. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the offerings that you have and, and where your online space is? Yes. Yeah, so I have a website. Uh, you can practice yoga with me on my YouTube channel. Those, uh, there are a bunch of free videos, so you can get to know my style, what I teach. And um, those are short. They're about between 5 minutes and 30 minutes. I don't do full classes on there. They, you know, it, it, those are <laughs> made for busy people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I also do private yoga one-on-one either online or in person. I just started going back to in-person classes as well, which I'm actually also really excited about. I, I love uh, the, upper, the the online uh, space, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're local in Southwest Florida, I also teach um, one-on-one uh, classes. And, um, and I actually have a mini retreat coming up here in Southwest Florida where I am. So... But the best way to connect with me is uh, check out my YouTube channel, check out the videos, see if you like it, and there's all my information. Um, you can get a free blissful morning guide. It's uh, it's five steps to start your day feeling blissful. It comes with a free video, and um, yeah, just sign up with your email with that one. Oh, that sounds really nice. That so that would be kind of like a morning practice to start kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And I want to check out all of the free, free videos for sure. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so and if, you, if you like them, you can also put in requests. I, my community is growing, which is great. And this is all global. So it's really heartwarming. And I asked people who've been commenting, I asked what they would like to see more of. And I just finished uh, doing a bunch of request videos. So if you, if you have a request, put it in and I love to make a video for you. Oh, that's amazing. That sounds really fun. (laughs) So is there anything else, I guess, that you would want to share with listeners? Any other tips about incorporating yoga? Um, It does seem like it's given you so many benefits and um, and there's a lot for us to learn. Yeah. Um, Well, the biggest, my my biggest takeaway as well, and what I would love to share with your listeners is... um, that yoga is not just a physical practice. It's it's a lot more than that. There's meditation, there's breathing exercises, and it really becomes more of a lifestyle that you use every day to check in with yourself and, and really listen to what you, what your body, what your mind needs. And sometimes, yes, that's, you know, do a yoga flow or uh, take a walk. And sometimes it means, like, do a silly dance with your child or... Mm-hmm. Or go color in a coloring book or something you just enjoy. That's also yoga. So really being in tune with yourself, what you need, and nurturing nurturing yourself. 
No, that sounds great. It definitely seems to encompass a lot of the self-care messaging that we're hearing a lot, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Great. So I know you mentioned your YouTube. So how can listeners find out more about you, either um, social media or online? Yes. So, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Laura Bauman Yoga. So I'll spell it out. It's L-A-U-R-A. And then Bauman is B-A-U-M-A-N-N. And then yoga. Um, If you Google that, you'll find my YouTube channel. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page where you can see the videos that I put out and inspiring quotes I have a Facebook group um, that you can join and you can find that on my Facebook page everything is under Laura Bauman Yoga great that makes it very easy perfect and I will connect those up in the show notes so that everybody can just click on the links and and be able to find you great Well, thank you so much. I've learned a lot today um, about how yoga can really support us. And I really appreciate you sharing with our listeners and your time today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Laura Bauman for her time today and really helping us to understand how yoga can support both our emotional and mental health. Laura talked about some key poses that can be very supportive when we're trying to either wind down for sleep or maybe when we're dealing with those energy dips throughout the day. And I loved all of her tips about how to incorporate yoga into our busy days And mostly, I really took home the learning that yoga doesn't have to be a specific time every single day, and it doesn't have to be a specific practice every single day, that we can be flexible with ourselves to incorporate yoga throughout our life. Thanks again to Laura. You can reach her at laurabaumanyoga.com. Have a great week. I wrote a book. I'd love for you to check it out. Pendulum by S.E. German is available now. Pendulum is a heartwarming story that follows a young boy who experiences mental health challenges like anxiety, OCD and depression, ADHD and tics following an infection. It turns out he has a little known disorder called PANDAS. The book follows the young boy as he struggles with his health issues as well as regular middle grade issues and it can act as a wonderful catalyst between you and your children to talk about mental health issues and other things that are going on in their life. Pendulum is available online through Amazon Worldwide, Barnes & Noble, the Friesen Press Bookstore, and a number of other online retailers worldwide. And you can check out Chapter 1, the audio version of Pendulum for free on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast in Episode 64. I hope you enjoy Pendulum by S.E. German and let me know what you think. I'm excited to announce the launch of my author website, www.se-german.com. On this website, you can find out all the information about my publications, focused areas on my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, 
where there are questions for parents as you work through the novel with your children, as well as teacher resources that can be used in the classroom. There's also information about the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast and recent press. Please visit www.se-german.com. And while you're there, you can scroll to the bottom of the homepage where there is an area to subscribe to my email list to get updates on my writing, events, and the podcast. And when you subscribe, you get a freebie. The freebie is a 30-day self-care calendar with 10-minute ideas to do self-care every day for 30 days. And you can join us for the June 30-day self-care challenge. Visit www.se-german.com. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com, or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S A R A L A D Y G L U T E N, or the Facebook page, Sarah Lady Gluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.